well-known pimp. Get narcotics king. Big-time racketeer. Back in full force. This could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make it your last. Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV. My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Exploding Headboots, Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Fred Durst? He's like Iggy. Oh, I, I, you, you are sorely mistaken. I, I, I... Play something from uh, $3 Bill, y'all. What is that? That's the uh, the landmark Limp Biscuit album. <laughs> uh, Limp Biscuit? Oh, my God. I mean, that, that... Wait, you don't agree that those are the most crucial grooves you've heard since Funkadelic. Uh, what, Limp Biscuit grooves? Yeah, absolutely, It's I like know. the ultimate cross between, between Funkadelic and Rob Tyner. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree at all. Oh, y- you do not deserve a radio show. CITR 101.9 FM, your crucial groove station.
Going back to the past. Sending our DeLorean to 1989. That was Alan Silvestri with the main title to Back to the Future Part 2. Sequel to the Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd sci-fi comedy. The first one came out in 1985. Just ask Huey Lewis and his news. And the entire trilogy of Back to the Future was directed by Robert Zemeckis, and he's collaborated with Silvestri over a dozen times, including some Oscar-nominated work in Forrest Gump and the Polar Express. And I think they recently worked on... Ooh, I think Zemeckis' latest films have been kind of dire, so I have, may have forgotten them by accident to protect myself. Anyways, part two of Back to the Future focused on jumping ahead to the then-future to riff on what could happen... And that was the future of 2015. It is now that year. So you should be expecting your hoverboards and auto-tying shoelaces to appear in stores in the next few months. It has been preordained. Although apparently, actually, the former hoverboards, there's been some progress made recently to indicate that something along those lines may soon actually exist. At this point, from what I saw video-wise, they will work over metal surfaces. I don't think they will still work over water. So good evening and happy, happy, happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on UBC's time-traveling community radio station, CITR, the voice of UBC, here on 11.9 FM in Vancouver. We broadcast at 590 mighty watts here from UBC campus to the lower mainland of British Columbia here in the Pacific Northwest. The Canadian woods. But uh, if you are in town or elsewhere, wherever the internet travels, you can find us at www.citr.ca. My name is Gak, and I'll be gunning this vehicle at 88 miles per hour for the next two hours. Phone number for the station, for those of you listening live, is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point, since I am mixing everything live here, and occasionally things do require me attention, or else we're going back in time. But you can email me anytime at RadioFreeGack at gmail.com. And my New Year's resolution is to finally get that email address updated, <clears throat> perhaps even shorter. But I get important things on it, so I think. In the background, this is Regina Saskatchewan musician Ryan Hill. And he uploads works in progress onto SoundCloud under the alias of Guidewire. And this is Coordinated Part 2. So hopefully at this point your New Year has started well for you. Technically, tonight marks the 12th night of Christmas as the Day of Epiphany happens tomorrow, being the 6th day of January. A holiday in Europe, definitely not here in North America, because uh, historically, this was considered the day that the three wise men finally made it to Bethlehem, but other religions mark this as the day of baptism for the wee baby Jesus. Though the Orthodox realms mark tomorrow as actual Christmas, so I believe some eggs get painted and then there's the entire Julian calendar transition that happened. And some people mark January 17th as the actual day. So who knows what's going on? I will leave it for you to further discuss amongst yourselves. You you post on your forums. You sort out your calendar business that way. But at the very least, it's a new year here. Routines are settling back here on campus. Even the construction of some new stuff here. So this week here on Exploding Movies, we will go back 20 years in time to profile Howard Shore's music from David Fincher's breakout film, Seven. This is in part due to the upcoming 7th anniversary of me being on here, air here on CITR. But it's also been a soundtrack I've been hoping to share for a while. And that's partly because the, it was never really 
officially released. The complete score only appears on some bootlegs and whatnot, but uh, we'll see what we can work with. So we'll listen to a couple tracks that do appear on the CD you could get. Some of the music that should have appeared on it, but never was, especially the opening and the end titles. But uh, yeah, if you stick around until 8.20 or so, or if you're listening to the podcast around the 80-minute mark, so I'm talking maybe 85 minutes, we'll figure it out. But we're going to start off in 1995 for this track that also looked ahead to this year. Sonic Youth released then their ninth studio album, Washing Machine, 20 years ago, at a point where they were considering renaming themselves after that home appliance, considering how they were approaching their music at that time. So... This track features Thurston Moore on vocals, telling a story about going to see a show, apparently mecha-normal for you music geeks, and encountering some odd people before things slow down and time surges ahead. So, for those of you curious, this track precedes the epic 20-minute closing song, The Diamond Sea, on Washing Machine. So, say hello to the year with Sonic Youth. This will be Skip Tracer here on Exploding Head Movie CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. school journal key. 
Listen, if they're so hot, how come they're not tearing up the charts, babe? Because you never play them, babe. At CITR, our hosts choose the music they play. That means our charts actually reflect the tastes of music lovers, as opposed to focus groups. So if you want to know what's really tearing up the charts, get your hands on a copy of Beatroot or Discorder magazine, or go online to CITR.ca. CITR's charts are based on actual spins motivated by actual preference. No payola, no marketing, just good tunes. Refreshing, no? years ago, people wore their flannel unbuttoned. Nowadays, people wear it buttoned up because they are what they call lumber sexuals. However, if they were in Studio A here at CITR, it would be unbuttoned because uh, the airflow, as usual, is impeccable. I feel like I'm in a Turkish bath. It was off of last year's Real Hair EP. That was the Massachusetts Act, I believe, from Northampton. 
They're called Speedy Ortiz, and that's everything's bigger. And Real Hair followed in the wake of the quartet's most recent album, Major Arcana. Itself sort of a breakup album in theme, but uh, this time around a market introspection appears along with the sludgy grunge guitar work there. And Speedy Ortiz has uh, toured in support of acts over the few, past few years, such as The Breeders and Stephen Malkmus, kind of being consistent with the indie rock sound you associate with Boston over the many years. And behind me, from Seattle, this is Hansen. H-A-N-S-S-E-N. Because it's Bob Hansen's name, so it's not associated with Hansen, the Mbop folks, or the Hansen brothers. Off the 2014 release, Seven Years Week. Fitting for Seven coming up later, this track is Solar America. Now, over the holidays, uh, we lost one of the major blues rock singers in the music world. A soulful voice, despite sounding like kind of like a haystack. Joe Cocker, born in Sheffield, England back in 1944, who some people know as the singer who covered the Beatles so effectively back when he performed in Woodstock 1969, that uh, when the producers of the TV series The Wonder Years asked McCartney for approval of the song with a little help from my friends to be used as the theme, McCartney, as we likely have heard recently as duetting with Kanye West, and some people know as the best guy from the end wings, he endorsed Cocker's notorious live version from Woodstock. And it's apparently finally out on DVD. Although not Woodstock, the actual The Wonder Years. All the music clearance issues from the original TV series have been resolved, apparently. Or the appropriate music changes are a bit more subtle, as opposed to the WKRP in Cincinnati DVD set. Anyways, Joe Cocker was a dominating presence in per- person, kind of spastically, sort of rhythmically gyrating and whatnot. And he was famously lampooned by John Belushi when performing on an early episode of Saturday Night Live. Both of them standing side by side together with wild hair, tight t-shirts, and blah. But in song, ranging from blues rocks work to gentle songs like 1974's You Are So Beautiful, and his duet with Jennifer Warner for the 1983 film An Officer and a Gentleman, he was always quite the presence. And that was the Oscar-winning song Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong, co-written by Buffy St. Marie. Anyways, Cocker died of lung cancer on December 22nd in Crawford, Colorado at the age of 70, bringing in many accolades based on his performances over the years. With all the choices and songs available for me to go with, there was only one that I'll share at least at this time, partly based on how often it has been sampled. So along with acts like the Ultramagnetic MCs, EPMD, and Moby, the song was famously used by Tupac, on the first song released after he was released from jail, 1995's California Love. So we're going back to 1972, off his self-titled album. This is Joe Cocker. Rest in peace with Woman to Woman.
Astorinos is located off Commercial Drive in the heart of East Vancouver. It's run by the Britannia Community Center and is available to rent for anyone. Some of its features include tall ceilings, wood floors, accessible bathrooms, a stage, and a PA. Astorinos is an accessible space and centrally located. It's ideal for any type of rehearsal, information session, dance classes, arts and crafts sales, rummage sales, community events, and of course, shows and dancing. Check out BritanniaCenter.org and the Facebook search Astorinos or contact Maddie Harris by email at maddiefromlife at gmail.com to learn more. Last night I dreamt Vancouver dressed up in the ocean Last night I dreamt Victoria drowned in the ocean The ride of a lifetime The rites of spring of a lifetime The ride of a lifetime The rites of spring of a lifetime
Got a little bit of a hawk in the background here. Alan Hawkshaw off the 1973 album The Rock Machine. This is Flashpoint. What we just heard was one of the tracks I could not play last week for the 2014 in review episode, which you can download. It was a three-hour episode on the recent Exploding Hit Movies podcast feed. Did you dream of Vancouver and Victoria by the Ocean? Off their most recent album, Brill Bruisers. That was the new pornographers with War on the East Coast. One of the three damage are destroyer songs that appear on the album, as they often do with the supergroup. Mihar took inspiration from his most recent release, 2013's The EP5 Spanish Songs, which featured pieces originally written by the Spanish musician Antonio Luque for his band Señor Chinarano, which Mihar covered as a way of taking a break from the English language. So for War on the East Coast, some of those lyrics were translated into English, but then twisted into his own peculiar humor. My humor is pretty peculiar, too, for the record. Anyways, the New Partners continue on with their tour after several shows here on the West Coast as they bring the war for some dates in Ontario and Quebec before the States again in February. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR Vancouver. And as sequencing goes, these songs likely should preface the 7 profile, from a song title standpoint anyways. But musically, this is their home. Now, the 14th of January marks my 7th anniversary on air 5 as Exploding Hit Movies. But rather than make an unlistable show next week with all sevens, we'll use some here. We'll start off with the Atomic Seven. Musical side project of guitarist Brian Connolly, who we know from Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, and then Nico's Case's early band, The Boyfriends. And perhaps you saw Connolly recently backing up his former buddy and co-worker, Bruce McCullough, for his recent stage expansion of his one-man show, Young Punk Drunk, Young Drunk Punk, soon to be a sitcom. And it's from the 2002 album Gowns by Edith Head. This will be Atomic 7 with seven stranded castanets.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people.
from Brighton, England. Where it's not bright on all the time, just like here. At least that's what I can tell. They're, uh, they actually tout on various internet profiles they're from Seagull City, but uh, some investigation brought them to Brighton. That was Dark Horses off last year's Hail Lucid State. That track was simply called Sevens. And Dark Horses had had a busy 2014. I can't tell if they opened for all these acts, truly. But uh, I see Beck, Sigiros, Atemimpala, Kasabian, and the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Apparently also they had their first European tour, leaving England, so maybe at some point they can come to North America. Especially since they're signed to Last Gang Records out of Montreal. Dark Horse has also recorded a Christmas song with Iggy Pop for the Psych Out Christmas compilation, available through the Cleopatra label. Definitely something to check out once Christmas happens, 350-odd days from now. And continue on with the seventh theme behind me. This is Money Mark of his 1995 solo debut, Mark's Keyboard Repair. A bit of a slot machine wish here in the title. 777. And the man known to family as Mark Ramos Nishida gained renown for not only his funky organ music, but with collaborating with the Beastie Boys from the time they moved to L.A., helping build a studio and then playing keys from every album since 1992's Check Your Head. He also provided the sleazy hook to Beck's 1996 song, Where It's At. Also did tons of session work with dozens of artists, and even actually helped collaborate with a few musicians for the score to the 2011 film Horrible Bosses. Now, coming to town next month are this next act. They're from Montreal. They're called Tops. And the two guys and two girls perform what they call vintage AM radio pop. And they're touring in support of their latest album, Picture You Staring. Out now through another Montreal label, Arbutus. So Tops will be joined by some guests for the Biltmore Cabaret on Friday, February 27th. It's an early show. Doors at 7, show at 8. Everything done at 11. And tickets are $10 with the appropriate service charges. I believe that would be a 19 and older show. Tickets available at Red Cat, Zulu, and then, if you haven't been there yet, on Hastings Street, Luke's General Store. But they're also available through www.ticketweb.ca. So from picture you staring, this will be Tops with Circle the Dark here on Exploding MV CATR, Vancouver.
don't play now. Bobby, I don't know. But whatsoever I play, it's got to be funky. The Soul Ship Enterprise. Saturdays at 7 p.m. CITR 101.9. Don't need 
Yeah, double shot of sweet Montreal pop there. Firstly with Tops, with Circle the Dark, and then we went Paranormal. The act's called Mori, and off their Mori EP1, that was I Know It's Over. And Mori are the trio of Martin, O'Hara, and Alex, and their music's been getting the attention of folks throughout, either in their hometown festival appearances or via block shout-outs like Silent Shout, so a silent shout-out, as it were. Definitely curious to see what an EP2 would sound like if it is in the pipeline. And then we have some calm trues here in the background, going back to the 2012 iteration of the Adult Swim Singles Program, which you could freely download at the time, one song a week. But at this point right now, the entire compilation I think you can get as a single zip file. Anyways, this is Chemical Legs. We actually will listen to something from the most recent edition of the Adult Swim Singles Program later on the show. Although, as usual, I will probably talk over it, because that's how I roll. And that will be before we get into Howard Shore and the idea of Seven. Another song from last year that I wanted to highlight last week but did not, but will now, is this one. And Dum Dum Girls released Too True early in 2014 through Sub Pop. And it was something that definitely kind of fell off my radar a little bit as I was going through the list of things, but... Fortunately, each year I basically keep a running playlist of what's going on, so I was able to look back. I think in the coming weeks, we will definitely dip into that archive at points as the new music year eventually picks up. So, uh, Dum Dum Girls is too true, showed DD Penny's further move away from her garage rock roots into more goth pop, inspired in part by acts that she stated the Stone Roses, Suede, and Susie, and the Banshees. So we have the sort of title track here. Here are Dum Dum Girls with Too True to Be Good. i 
composer of the film Too Many T- This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. You're gonna witness all the days You never stood to fight for your name And I will be there unspoken Curious You never were the one for us You never were the one for us And then I just lay On the ground
playing in town this Saturday, January 10th. That was Zola Jesus with Dangerous Days. That's off her latest album, Taiga, the Russian word for boreal forest. And Zola Jesus has been having, providing an intriguing mix of classical art pop and dark wave, all inspired by the Russian American Nika Rosa Danilova, who is Zola Jesus and her upbringing. Born in Arizona, raised in wintry Wisconsin. And her album previous to this was Versions, which incorporates a string quartet with arrangements done by J.G. Thurwell. Some people know as Fetus, others know as providing the soundtrack to the Venture Brothers. I think the new season starts soon, but we shall see. Anyways, Old Jesus will be playing the venue nightclub, another early show. So it is Saturday, January 10th. Should be joined by Dara Dorian and Golden Donna. Doors at 7. Tickets start at $15. And it is a 19 and older show. And we have some Clark behind me. It's production work of British producer Chris Clark. And he just uses his last name. So off his new album, self-titled, this is Winter Lynn. And hopefully winter didn't bite you too hard. Either over the holidays or even just this past weekend. You know it's mostly rain here, but in the interior and points east, snow and lots of it. Wish I was stranded in Whistler in many ways. Anyways, you are listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver, www.citr.ca on the internet. You can follow CITR Radio on Twitter, simply at CITR Radio. You can follow me at 100 Air. Because Exploding Hit Movies is too long. Although I should protect it. Who knows? We'll just roll with what we got here. Anyways, uh, up next are Cosmetics. Local band, they offer what's called Late Night Bubblegum. And you can see that in action this Friday, January 9th. as one of Vancouver's longest-running underground events. Body Heat comes back. Mixing dark electronic music. Minimal house techno along with new media forms. And the location is a secret. And more importantly, it's a new location, so it's even doubly secret. So it's not the old place where it was, where I don't know. You're going to have to look at this up on Facebook. Body Heat. Tickets are $10. Show starts 11 p.m. somewhere in town. And joining the Cosmetics Deranged, Detuned Disco, or Nervous Operator with a live set. Chom spitting some house. Ashlook spitting some minimal techno industrial. And what else? General Trash doing some rhythms so you can catch cosmetics before they head off to europe for several dates in march but yeah friday january 9th body heat somewhere in vancouver from the most recent release the repackaged olympia plus ep this will be cosmetics with breathless
Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the UBC and Kitsilano area at Australian Boot Company, Banyan Books and Sound, The Bike Kitchen, The Cove, Dantry's Pub, Displace Hashery, Limelight Video, The Eatery, Fresh's Best Salsa, Gargoyle's Bar and Grill, Lotus Land Tattoo, Nuba Kitsilano, Prussian Music, Rufus's Guitar Shop, and the UBC Bookstore. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca.
Originally off the running from the Sun mixtape, but also popping up on a few other compilations. Along with the Big Johnny Jewel MP3 dump on SoundCloud before 2014 ended. That was Chromatics with Red Car. Aside from what's on SoundCloud, last we heard from Chromatics was 2012's Kill for Love. But a new album is due next month around Valentine's Day. It'll be called Dear Tommy. So far, the track listing has been revealed with fake 80s-era film posters. So this will continue on with her goth synth pop vibe quite nicely. Jewel also recently provided the soundtrack to the Ryan Gosling-directed film Lost River. That soundtrack should be coming out later this summer. The film itself? Not even sure if it'll make it to theaters. Despite having quite the eclectic starring cast that way. Anyways, in the background, this is a machine drum with a cut off of the recent free-to-download Adult Swim singles program for 2014. This is Want Me. I'm next year on Exploding Head Movies. The act is Dragos. It's the first name of Dragos Chiriak. Based in the Northwest Territories from what he claims, but uh, he hails from Montreal. And he's also the founder of acts such as Careful and Men I Trust. And this song popped up a few weeks ago. It features guest vocals from a frequent collaborator, Odile. It's an interesting name selection that way, since uh, I think that was the last hurricane that actually came up Canadian way. Of course, along the East Coast. And this is going to be Dragos with Ghostly Kisses.
we be? Uh huh. A jihad for love. White water, black gold. A red girl's guide to reasoning. East Hastings Pharmacy. Ai Weiwei, never sorry. Misrepresentation. Cinema Politica UBC screens politically charged films with speakers and discussions every month. Screenings take place at the Norm Theater in the sub and are by donation. To learn more, visit cinemapolitica.org slash UBC. This is the sound of compost and recyclables going into the garbage. Garbage that ends up in the landfill creating greenhouse gases. This is the sound of a more sustainable campus. You can make a difference when you sort it out. Learn more at sustain.ubc.ca slash sort it out.
I've been hoping to play the full track at some point, but you only get the half. I'm not sure if that's part two, part one, part 0.5 to 1.5, but at the very least, you got a little bit something. That was Code 9. Going back to the B-side from a 2007 Soul Jazz release, along with the Digital Mystics, what we heard was a bit of Magnetic City. And perhaps you caught Code 9 doing the 10th anniversary tour stuff at the Fox Cabaret a couple months ago. It was a mixed emotional affair since the label had celebrated 10 years of fantastic progressive bass music. But uh, it was in 2014 when two of the major figures in the label's history died. The Space Ape and then DJ Rashad. Still, the only way forward is through. So let's see what they can do in year 11. And behind me, this is Parapalabras from the other London, Ontario. This is mix number two of The Outsider. I kind of wanted a little bit of a sinister yet gentle track as we got into Seven. The 1995 film directed by David Fincher. First film that he d- directed in the wake of the fiasco that was Alien 3. But based on the pitch that was given to him about the story of a serial killer working within the seven deadly sins. He was convinced, and he did quite well, and it became his breakout hit. So just to think, years before, he was directing music videos for Madonna, Paul Abdul, amongst others, but he took it off, and it worked. Seven starred Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman as cops as they try to hunt down what's happening in a very rainy city. I'll talk a little bit more what's happening with the soundtrack release, but the very thing that'll happen is the next two songs, which appear in the opening and the closing credits, didn't actually appear on the release. I'm not sure if it was tight licensing or something that way, but we'll kick off with a little David Bowie. This originally appeared on his 1995 album, Outside. I've been trying to find the subtitle for it for the longest time, because it originally was one dot outside, and it dealt with a uh, concocted story about art crimes in the future but this song helped him connect with Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails who we'll hear afterwards and they had some collaborations in the late 90s going that way so originally off outside but it appears in the closing credits to the film 7 this will be David Bowie with the heart's filthy lesson here on Exploding Hemis CITR Vancouver
Band presents Difficult Music, Harsh Electronics, Spoken Word, Cut Up, Slash, Collage, and a General Chris Band Weirdness. Sunday, 7 to 9 a.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Class, shut up! Shut up and listen to me right now. This is Fred Schneider, and you're listening to CITR. Shut up and listen to this radio station.
Somehow, the final 40 seconds, where the jumps pick up, it gets intense. It disappeared. We had to save that. Not sure what technically happened there, but we work with what we can. So, off of the Closer single, of which the original appeared on the album The Downward Spiral, and became a weird hit single in light of Animals. And uh, love and all that. That was Nine Inch Nails. That was closer. Uh, in Halo parlance, that is known as the Precursor Mix. As a remix by Coil and Danny Hyde for a proper industrial feel that way. And what we heard beforehand from David Bowie. The album was called Outside, subtitled The Ritual Art Murder of Baby Grace Blue. A non-linear gothic drama hypercycle. We heard David Bowie with the heart's filthy lesson. Closer was part of the opening titles to Seven, and the heart's filthy lesson were the closing credits. And it was during this time that Bowie and Reznor of Nine Inch Nails collaborated together. They actually toured, opening for each other occasionally, and then uh, Trent Reznor was used to remix some of the singles off of Bowie's subsequent album, 1997's Earthling. Neither appear on the actual physical soundtrack release itself, too. Features artists like the Statler Brothers, Gravity Kills, Haircut 100, and then some jazz standards from Billie Holiday, Thelonious Monk, and then this piece in the background here. This is the Stuttgart Chamber Orchestra. In German, it's the Stuttgarter Kammerorchestra, as conducted by Karl Muschinger, and this is their take of the air as part of Johann Sebastian Bach's Suite No. 3 in D Major. One of the four orchestral streets that Bach composed around 1730, otherwise known as the Second Movement. But now we get into Howard Shore. For some reason, only 20 minutes of his score actually appears on the soundtrack release, but there was floating around a bootleg, or otherwise a promo release, of his score cues. Part of it, I think, may have been tied to potential Oscar voters, since what happens is once it's the run-up to the Oscar voting... All the composers compile the music that they've done for a film, and they share it amongst themselves as they vote on it. But this is an unofficial release through Concord, and Howard Shore, Toronto composer, best known at this point providing the score to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and the now-completed Hobbit trilogy. But at the time, he was known primarily for with working for David Cronenberg in the 80s, extending into other thrillers and horror films, including The Silence of the Lambs. But in this case here... Everything is sort of like menacing and churning and frightfully depressing as low brass and muted trumpets echo throughout. So we're going to start with Greed Photo Part 2 before we get into Sloth, Howard Shore, from the soundtrack to Seven here on Exploding Head Movies.
So from Howard Shore's score to the 1995 film 7, we started off with Greed Photo Part 1 before the short double bass melody, Sloth. Slowly segues into what becomes known as the John Doe melody. The Dodo. And then sort of sneaking up through that way. And that point, it's called Chasing John Doe. Then we get a bit more mixed up with towards the end as the police force gets involved with wearing the wire before we ended with the 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 desert. I was about to say the dessert, but no, it's the desert. One S only. Under the background, this is Monday. Now, the original ending to seven, don't want to spoil it too much, but realistically, there was a chance of a compromise in that the seventh sin would not be invoked with such a dour ending, but based on all the petitions of Brad Pitt, the director, David Fincher, and the, uh, I think it was the screenwriter, one of the producers, they managed to successfully fight the studio to get the ending they wanted. Super bleak, but at this point now, kind of pop of popular culture. As we wonder what's inside the box. Now for Howard Shore, this is one of the few soundtracks that didn't come out, but it's possible part of the reason it never was released was that there was a glut of Howard Shore scores at the same time. Since he had been a busy period at that time, he had worked on Ed Wood and a couple other films around that time. And Seven at the time was only nominated for one Oscar back in 1996, and it was Best Film Editing for Richard Francis Bruce, which he lost. In time, Shore did eventually win three Oscars, all tied to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, including winning two for the final film for Best Score and the Best Original Song, I believe with Annie Lennox. And that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and you'll take you to midnight. Afterwards, not totally sure who appears on at that time anymore, but stay tuned to CITR. We can all find out. If you missed any of this week's episode, you can grab the podcast via www.citr.ca. You can also search iTunes for CITR, and you should find Exploding Head Movies as one of the results. Podcast always gets updated first, and then, for now, that's how usually it works. I need to be home to upload things in a mixed cloud, but as of late, all the sound files appear to be working, so I have some catch-up work to do, but if you're curious, some past episodes are on mixcloud.com slash xhm. But CITR.ca has a link to about everything going back seven years or so. If you have any questions, you can email me, radiofreegack at gmail.com. So next week, we'll celebrate seven years properly with uh, Fumio Hayasaka's score to the legendary Japanese 1954 epic, The Seven Samurai, directed by Akira Kurosawa. Starring Toshio Mifune, one of my favorite actors. Then we'll touch upon the Golden Globes awarded since they'll be handed out this Sunday. But the big news is that the Oscar nominations for the 87th Annual Academy Awards will be announced next Thursday. So it'll be time to gear up for the annual five-week-long profile of nominated songs and scores. Oddly enough, I'm traveling the week of the Oscar ceremony, so there'll be some puzzling to do in the lead-up to that. I'll see if I can get the fill-in up to speed on what needs to be done. I'm also missing a good portion of the second annual Northwest Comedy Fest. I'm not sure if I'm going to like this cruise or not. Anyways, we're going to close with one of the jazz tracks that does appear on the soundtrack release of Seven. The original recording of this, I think, goes back to 1945, so 70 years. Although I see Al Haig listed as a credit, so maybe Gavin can correct me if he's somewhere. As far as I can tell, this was recorded November 26th in New York City, 1945, for Savoy Records. It's got Charlie Parker, 
Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Curly Russell, Max Roach, maybe Al Haig. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this will be Charlie Parker's Reboppers with Now's the Time. So take care of yourselves, Vancouver. You've been listening to Exploding Head Movies here on 101.9 FM CITR Vancouver. We will see you in seven days for seven years. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now. You've been set up really well for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker.